and we're live what's going on guys welcome back to game breakers the dopest sports show in the world with my guy edwin back again on monday actually we're doing this show kind of later than we usually do it because it's monday night it's not even afternoon or sometimes even like midday it's oh yeah it's, yo it's nighttime bro you got me recording and it's dark in here why are you blaming me come on it's your fault, it's your fault. yo every time guys he does this every time he wants to blame me for no reason i don't understand what it is why Every day. Why you? Why you wasn't home? What? What? Exactly. When I wanted to record. He said he was busy. So I'm like, I right, chill. Do what you got to do. Okay. 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 <laughs> then. So it's your fault that you're working. But I asked you if you was working. You was out just chilling, just running the town. Out. That's not what I said. <laughs> That's not what I said. I said that I was busy. He, he's making stuff up now. Look at you, like, bro. Come on now. Please stop lying to the people out there. I'm a humble guy and I'm an honest ape. Like, come on, please. What is what 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 does being a humble guy have to do with anything? What? I'm just adding on to my 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 like my you like you just saying stuff that's not even correlating. I'm a handsome guy. I'm a handsome guy and I have waves <laughs> and I'm like, dark skin. Am I hearing you know? this correctly? Like, what is it that we're talking about here? Look. Anyways, before Me. you, you know, you had to just knock this stuff off sideways, man. Look, I do want to ask you something real quick, right? Did you start The Boys yet? TV show I was telling you about? I have been watched The Boys since the first season, but I haven't watched the second season yet. Though. Oh, yeah, that is what you told me. Yeah, no, it's the second season and a third season out now, bro. You're wild. Word? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. That I like watching it anyway. That, that show might like, I, I don't know, you know, because it's still early. They're still filming uh, seasons. But right now, that show is in, like, my top five of, like, all time so far. Top five? Yeah, man. Whoa. Because it feels like a Marvel movie. Just Because, like, the budget's yeah. high. So, like, yeah. it doesn't look cheap. Like, it looks like you're watching a Marvel movie every episode. Like, it, it, nah, like it's lit. It's lit. Like, it's, it's definitely yeah. uh, up there. And you remember Homelander, right? Oh, I know Homelander. That's yeah, I think that Homelander is a better version of Superman. Mm, don't get your hopes carried away now. Seriously. I'm not going to lie, because Superman is not realistic. You know, like, nobody with that much power what? would just be that good all the time. It's just no way. Like, Homelander is, like, a much more real version of what a Superman would be. Maybe not to, like, that extreme, but they'd be somewhere in, like, the middle. Because, like, you don't just have all that power and you, come on, come on. Like, no, I don't I, think so, to be honest. I think you're over-exaggerating, and I think you're overrating Homelander. He's not that He's not that good. But Superman's also boring. Homelander's not boring. He's Yeah, because of the show and because of the the how everything is going in the direction of what it is now. That's why he's Yeah, but boring. Superman had his time to show that he wasn't boring. Yeah, but they, they didn't Smallville. give... Even, okay, okay, like, even, for example, I think it was called, what, Smallville, when they had that, that little... Series yeah. like you know, you know, small bill, right? Yeah, no, yeah, that show was boring. Thing. No, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Stop, boring. stop. No, you're like, bro, bro, Smallville was not boring. It was boring. The issue with Smallville was he's just a goody two shoe, but the show overall was That's good. No, boring. no, 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 no. Okay, wait, but his character aside, the show was good. And one thing that I didn't like in Smallville was that he didn't learn how to fly because, like, that show it showed when he first discovered his powers. Like, he wasn't Superman during Smallville. Like, he was mm. learning that he had powers during Smallville. But, yeah. so, so I think for, like, what the show was, that was okay. But, I, 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 like, I don't know. To me, you know, like, he's just too strong. 
And his only weakness is something that's not even on Earth. Like, you got to find it from, like, an alien planet. And then I know that it came here in, like, the meteor with him. But if he found the way to get rid of those, he'd be indestructible. So, yeah. in my opinion, like, he's a little, it's just, eh, you know, it's just Superman didn't do it for me. But Homelander does. This guy is, he's. I, I like Homelander's character more. That that's what no, not that I don't think it's, I don't think that Homelander is stronger than Superman, but to me, how they portray Homelander, I like it more than how they portray yeah, how they portray Superman. Because of the show itself. That's why, because of the way that show I mean, every every character has their own kind of persona in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can understand why Homelander has to be that kind of guy that's like cocky, confident, and just no one can step up to him because he's just that guy, you know? So he's evil as hell. Yes. He's evil as hell. <laughs> But the thing yeah. that's so lit like about that show is that it shows you what life would be like if you actually had superheroes like alive. Like yes. they'd be marketed, you know, like they'd be treated like celebrities, like they'd mess up your stuff, you know, like they break your cars when they're trying to fight crime and whatnot. But like Marvel, like you see the Hulk will grab a car and throw it at the alien spaceship, but never they never show whose car it was and now these people pissed off. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. that's what, like, the boys does. Like, it shows you that the general public think that superheroes are great. But in reality, they're shit human beings. <laughs> and that's the annoying part. I, I Listen, man. To be honest, I can never live in a, a world with superheroes. I just cannot do it. I'm not oh, trying to go one week of driving nicely. Or the sun is out. No rain. It's, it's, it's a nice day outside. I'm going to get ice cream. And then next thing you know, I hear some aliens coming to the earth. And I got to get my car waxed down and thrown at some alien because they want to come attack us. Like, that's too much. That's too stupid to me. I would yeah, never no, live in the area. Because, like, imagine, lie. yo, bro, just picture this. You on your way to work, right? Or, no, mm-hmm. you just got off of a 10-hour shift, right? 10 and hours. 10 hours. Like, let's say you worked OT, right? Yes. You, you know, you remember, hold on, hold on, before you even go, before you even go. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm working for 10 hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little side note that we gotta hit. <laughs> little side note. Now, yo, but let's say, right? Like, you work in your 10 hour shift, right? Yeah. Get off your shift. You like, yo, the heat game later, you know, TNT game. It's like heat versus Warriors, heat versus, heat you know, game. Nets. I'm going home. You know what I'm saying? No, but no, I'm saying, but like, you're going home to watch it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. And you like, yo, you know, like, you just order some Domino's to be at the crib, like, when you get home. Okay. And then you walk into your car. And then Thanos come and just launch your car at the Hulk, bruh. Like, like, bro, nah, man. And I got paid for that. I have to pay well, for that. I, I would think in a world like that, though, you would have superhero insurance. Oh, maybe so. Maybe but so. Then, but how much do they cover but it's still anno- Exactly. It's still annoying because now I have to go through insurance to get a new car. Yeah, yeah. Bro, hell no. And the thing is, we live in, like, that New York, like, that area. So... Mm-hmm. This is where all the fights happen. Like, I don't have to worry. Yo, like, will a green alien come and destroy us tomorrow? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's going to happen tomorrow? Like, how many times must they destroy the city? (laughs) I'll tell you what, though. A lot of guys will have jobs because they make a lot of cars. Make cars (laughs) on the go. You you know, got to make their cars. Yo, everybody's going to have a job. I'll tell you that. No, it's facts, facts. Um, Wait, but who is your favorite superhero, though? I don't think I really know who's your favorite superhero. Mm, Black Panther. Oh, that's so generic. Oh, that's so generic. Oh my it used to be god. The Flash. Why is it Black uh, Panther? Because I like the black person. That's it. 
<laughs> I like that I have a black superhero. That's about it. Nah, you know I, I feel you. I feel you. It, it reminds me of my, my culture, Homeland. You know what I'm saying? That's like true. He is African. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, my favorite who, well, my favorite superhero, he's black as well. So, you know, I Who's guess he? we can always kind of Miles Morales. Who? Miles Morales. Oh. Uh, the black yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. From Brooklyn. Yeah. Yep, yep. He's like 17 or something, you know, whatever. Like, they need to give him his own. I think that they're actually starting to cast him to incorporate him into, into like, the Marvel, uh, like, universe. I was going to, you know, try out, but I was like, nah, I got to record Game Break yesterday, so. Really? You actor? You act like that? Yo, bro, look up a picture of Miles Morales, and then look at me right now, and tell me I, I couldn't kind of play him. Maybe, Maybe even stunt double. Look at my Brooklyn. Look at my Brooklyn. Look at my like right now. Let's look at my Brooklyn. Oh my God. Real quick. I've seen him before, so I know. You when I said Miles Morales, this was you. You was like, okay. Like you were thinking, like, who the hell is Miles Morales? I'm not, I wasn't thinking. How do you even spell Morales? Are you serious, my brother? Wait, hold on. M-O- Tell me I can't look like my boy Miles. Come hold on. on. Come I gotta, on. I gotta, I gotta write here. I gotta write here. I'm looking at images, all right? Guys, like, are you serious right here? I this can play real- that. Can you guys see? So I can't what? play that? No. Oh, my no. God. No. This guy got a freaking, no. Bruh. This best shape is like, nah, 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 nah. It's you got a an afro. Nah. I could grow an afro. Nah, that's not, that's not bruh, you. Bruh, you a you. hater, bro. That's not you. You a hater, bro. Nah. It's all right, though. Yeah, that was, you on, could bro. play Rocket. No. <laughs> no. You crazy? What do, what do you take me for? Oh, my goodness. No. But Please, carry my on. second favorite superhero, I'd have to say Iron Man. Even no though way. he's, you know, like, even though he's dead now. Well, no, Iron no, Man's no. boring? I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Oh, my goodness. That's my bro. guy. That's my guy. He's a, he's nah, a really kind of funny boring. guy. Keep huh? that same energy. I'm joking. Oh, now he's joking. I'm joking. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gonna cancel like me for him. that one, bro. I'm not Very gonna lie witty. To Very witty and funny and smart. I love it. Nah, don't try to kiss his ass now. You I was joking. Peace to my man. Yo, Iron yo, man. But, yo, yo the show, let's bro, move please. on, though, man. Let's just move it on because you know, like this guy, Edwin is gonna get canceled if we don't keep, you know, like if I don't stop He'll him, get canceled. But yeah, man, look, let's get straight into it. Look, today is the Brooklyn Nets podcast today because fact. the big news about the NBA has kind of been around the Brooklyn Nets. Now, I'm not gonna lie to you, the off season for football for basketball kind of sucks because. Sometimes you about to record and you're like, damn, what the f- like what are we gonna talk about? Because I don't even know what to even talk about right now. But luckily, if we would record this earlier, we would have been screwed. We'd have to been coming up with some topics on the fly. But you know, as the day went on, since you know Edwin was out running the town, we did get some news to cover. And let's start it off with KD, man, because I forgot who put out the rumor, but it said that an executive believes that Kevin Durant might retire before he ever played for the Brooklyn Nets again. Now, before we even get into that, Kevin Durant did come out and tweet, basically saying that that's cap. He's not going to retire. And I kind of already knew this. Now, this is kind of what I get on to Edwin about when it's about these sources and stuff like that. Because now it's like, the guy that published that, he looks like a complete dumbass. Because now you just published this 
And then the player himself has said that it's not true. So now your source could have gave you bad intel, but guess what? It reflects on you. So let me know what you think about this whole Kevin Durant thing, though, that came out today, though. First, do you think that a player can even retire if they want to be traded? Like, is that something that they can legally do? I think they have the right to do that. I I, I would think so. But obviously there's contract stipulations and things that bind you to playing. So you might not be able to do it as easily, but depending on who you are and what kind of contract you do have, it, I think it is possible, though. So I wouldn't count against it. But Kevin Durant, we all knew he wasn't going to retire. When you first sent that, 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 that rumor to me, I was like, it was interesting. It was nice to look at because of how it, it was written and everything, but I knew it wasn't really true. Like, I, I just knew that Kevin Durant would not risk retiring because he wants to be traded somewhere else and not be with the Brooklyn Nets, even though I still do believe that the Brooklyn Nets is not his home right now. But retiring is a stretch. It's a stretch. You can't – he's not going to retire at this, at this stage of his career. Come on now. That's not going to happen. So contract stipulations – don't really allow players to do that, in my opinion, depending on what it is. But it is definitely possible, though. Yeah, I think it's possible, but I, I think legally, I probably you probably can't do it really. Like it'd be a big legal battle because, yeah. because in my opinion, if you were able to do that, I think we'd see that happen a lot more, so that a player can just join a team that he really wants to play for without them having to gut their team to get him. If if that makes sense. So the fact that that's never happened before, to my memory, I don't think legally he can retire then be like, all right, I'm coming back and then be able to just sign anywhere that he wants. I doubt that it works like that. Um, But yeah, I knew that that was BS bro. And when people think that Kevin Durant has the leverage over the nets in this situation, they're sadly mistaken. Kevin Durant does not have any leverage over the nets. I mean, he just signed a four year extension last season. So he has four seasons left in Brooklyn. That's four years. The nets, they really don't have to trade him. The nets have time on, on their side. Kevin Durant does not. People say, well, Kevin Durant is sit out. Kevin Durant can't afford to sit out for four years. Like what? So if the Nets just don't trade him, what, he's not going to play basketball for four years? No, like, he's not going to do that. But they'd have an unhappy player on their hands. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't think that matters when you have a question. player like Kevin Durant. Would you? Okay. So, so would you trade Jimmy Butler for nothing if he was unhappy just to get him out of there? Not for unhappy? nothing. We start to, like – We'll still trade him for the best deal that we can have at that point in time, but it wouldn't be the best deal that we no, can No, but if the best deal is something that you think isn't fair to you, you would still do that deal? Um, if you don't think that that trade is equal to what a Jimmy Butler is worth and what he can provide, you still make the deal just because he's unhappy? No, not necessarily, but we would have to settle for what we think would still be good enough to get us over the hump of having an unhappy player on the on the team. That's pretty much it. Yeah, look, see, me personally, if I'm Joe Sy, I don't give a shit what Kevin Durant wants. I'm not going to lie. If it doesn't benefit my yeah. like my team, then then how you feel is irrelevant because you should have probably thought about that before you signed that four-year extension. So to me, once you sign that piece of paper that keeps you here for that amount of time, you no longer have any leverage. So I'll trade you if I want to trade you. I'll trade you if I get a deal that I like. Not because you want to go to Miami. Shoot, I would trade you to Portland if they gave us something back that I thought was equal to what you're worth. So I don't really understand why people think that Kevin Durant has so much leverage. I mean, like, where does his leverage come from? Because if he sits out, that only hurts him. Yeah. Like, literally, that only hurts him. Because, again, Kevin Durant cares what people says. Kevin Durant cares what people have to say about him. He cares about the narrative. Because if he didn't, then he wouldn't answer so many people on Twitter. He wouldn't be on social media so much, you know, tweeting and going back and forth. 
he clearly cares. And anything that's, you know, and if he sits out, his legacy is already kind of tainted with him joining the Warriors and, you know, him blowing that 3-1 lead. So now if he sits out to force a move, that's going to hurt his legacy even more. And he cares about that. I don't care what he says. I know that Kevin Durant cares about that because his actions show that. Yeah, he, he actually spoke about his legacy, what, I think a couple of days ago regarding that, like, he he could live out his truth or whatever. I'm not sure what the exact tweet said, I kind of forgot, but, um, like, he wants to know, he wants people to know that whatever his truth is, is what his legacy is, and that's what he's standing by. So I'm sure he's just standing to say it, but he does definitely care, though, because we see how he acts. And he, <laughs> if he didn't care, he would act like Kawhi Leonard and just not tweet at all. Yo, I don't think that Kawhi has a social media handle, bro. I'm not going to lie. He he does. Kawhi's on social media? Yeah, Twitter. He tweeted like three times. Three times <laughs> in his whole entire like Twitter career. So if he didn't care, he would act like Kawhi Leonard, if I'm being honest mm-hmm. here. That's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. But, you know, it's interesting to see like how this is going to play out. Because, again, like the reports came out yesterday that the Nets are not in a rush to trade him. And, you know... The, and to me, the Nets are like they're acting like how they should when you have the leverage because players don't have the leverage. The only way that you have the leverage is if you're on like a one year, de- like you have one year left on your contract, because then it's like, all right, now we got to get rid of you or else we really will lose you for nothing. Four years left. Like what? Go ahead. What you thinking? Oh, players. You said players don't have the leverage. I'm just going back to our previous arguments. And you always say that players have the leverage <laughs> and pretty much every argument we've had before in the past. <laughs> it's funny. We, I just thought about but we, it. But we've never had an argument about trading. I said that players have, or oh, I said star players have more leverage than head coaches. They're more important than head coaches. Yes. Yes. The star players are. But in but, this situation, they don't. But in this Kevin Durant, that's not. Yeah. Because he has a four-year contract. So if Kevin Durant had one year left, like on his deal, so let's say after this season, KD would have been a free agent, right? That KD has all the leverage because now you have to trade him or else you lose him for nothing. What I'm saying is right now, the Brooklyn Nets have four more years to decide what they really want to do with him. That's what I'm saying. They don't, you know, so, okay. okay. Let, I'll be honest. It's like soccer. You know how like when players have one year left, like on their contract, if their real value is like 80 million, you can get them for like 35 to 40 million. Yeah. Because it's either that or you lose them for nothing for free. And teams would rather get something back than nothing. In this situation, Kevin Durant is not going anywhere anytime soon, contract wise. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of like what I mean by saying that he doesn't have leverage. But wow, if he didn't I'm have just revisiting left, some old topics. <laughs> I mean, what but the only time that but the only time that we've ever talked about that was about head coaches and stuff which they yeah, do head coaches and players well not yeah. head coaches, but just like star players in general in coaching whatever i mean yeah it is what it is, but yeah well i mean but i think but you wouldn't agree though that star players are more important than head coach no they're more important but i think that you were making it seem like the star players have an, a great like a greater value as in like a big gap between um who's more important as if it was like 70 30 i think it's like 60 40 Depending nah, on who the bro, coach is. it's definitely. You worry? Say it again. Depending on who the coach is. Okay. Well, in my opinion, bro, it's it's definitely seventy thirty. Um, Hell no! Stop it. Because Hell because no. coaches don't necessarily make. See, the reason why coaches aren't as valuable as star players is because star players. That's who's making these teams money. Like that's who's like like nobody buys Miami Heat tickets and says, "Well, I can't wait to see our exposure." 
Let's be real here, okay? Forget about the money. We want to no, win games. That's important. Yo, wait, bro. But these are businesses. So owners don't want to own a team that's not profitable. Well, like, right, money but... plays a big role into it. So if LeBron James... So let's say, like, if LeBron James said that he wants, like, Darwin Ham or whatever the hell his guy's name is. He, like, let's say he just, he just got that job. If LeBron came out publicly and said he wants this guy gone, more than likely that he's gone. No, he's not. That is what it is. No, yes, it, bro, I'm telling you. No, I'm he's not. You. There's so no way that so if LeBron James, James said, Darwin Ham, no, come yeah. on, Will. Come on. Wait, you can't. Wait, so if, so if LeBron know. James said it's either Darwin Ham or me. Because remember, LeBron is what? LeBron only has what? Like one year left on his deal? So if LeBron said it's either Darwin Ham or me, you think the Lakers are picking him? After just hiring him? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying right now, if it's either me or him, you think Darwin Ham will still be the coach and they will let go of LeBron James? The, yes. You're a fool. But also, it, 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 obviously, it depends on the context, right? Like what happened between... Them no, if- no context. Well, let's just say he don't like the scheme. He don't like the scheme that Darling Ham is doing, Hell like no. in practice. Yo, he's and a Darwin player. Ham- he's, he's important. But he's a player. Like stick to Yo, the road, it's bro. LeBron James. I know he is, but you can't be firing a coach after one year because you don't like the scheme. What? Crazy. Yo, if LeBron James Hell says no. he does not want Darling Ham there. Darwin Ham is collecting unemployment next week, bro. No, I'm not. telling you. Yes, he is, bro. No, he's not. That people, 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 don't let this guy fool you, bro. Coaches matter. I'm telling you. And bro, players coaches, don't have the no, luxury coaches, the leverage as he, as he says they do. I'm telling you, they don't. Bro, yes, of course coaches matter. <laughs> Nobody's arguing that. But I'm saying. Star players hold more leverage than coaches and more more times than not. No, yes. they do, but 60-40, not 70-30. 60-30. I said 70-30. No, hell no. So no. if Paul George, so if Paul George and Kawhi said that we don't want Tyron Lue here, or else we're not playing, you think Tyron Lue will still be the head coach? Paul George and, and no, that's two star players. So it's no, kind of a star player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's too you no, we're talking about star player and, and a no, coach. I didn't say you star player. I said star players. I said star players. Oh my god. Yo, yo, coaches that could probably get away with that and be safe. It's like Greg Popovich. Uh, you know, like your head coach, you know, like guys who are more so proven and have been there for a very long time. But if you like a new Head coach, you know, you haven't done nothing. Like, you're still trying to prove yourself, bro. You're gone. Okay, okay, okay. So, in your in your situation, right, Tyron Lue is not – like, he's he, he's been with the Clippers for a while now. We can say, like, a okay. while. So, in that situation, I can say, yes, he could probably be gone. But Darvin Ham just got signed. He's not going to be gone after one – like, after, in the middle of the season, one year. Like, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Literally, it's for a long-term project. Past literally, game, bro. It even works out. Let me ask you a question. What would be the outcry if LeBron James leaves or if Darwin Ham leaves? There'll be an outcry for LeBron James, but it's one year though. Now, why is that? Because he's LeBron James. Exactly. And who's and and who is Darwin Ham? Darwin Ham is who they want to leave for the future. LeBron James is not the future right now. Darwin Ham is theoretically speaking. What? LeBron James and Darwin Ham are about to be on like the same length of contract. They want to offer uh, LeBron, two years, like $100 million. Yeah, so, but it hasn't happened so yet, So his remaining time there might be Darwin's time. <laughs> no, you're right. It hasn't happened yet, though. So, like, if they if that happens, they'll be on the same kind of contract length. Wait, but why hasn't it happened? 
Because who holds the power? LeBron James. Okay, but but he holds the power for negotiation for his contract, not for firing head coaches. Yes, yes, because the Lakers want him to stay, so the Lakers have to make him happy. So going back, okay, so forget that. Going back to KD, I can understand why he would say me or Steve Nash because Steve Nash has proven to be lackluster since coming in as the Brooklyn Nets Brooklyn Nets head coach. I can understand that. Darvin Ham though hasn't even coached yet. So what the heck? That it doesn't matter. If Bron wants him gone, he's gone. Now to yeah. go back to your uh now to go back to your point with the uh, KD and Steve Nash thing, the reason why KD doesn't have leverage in this situation is again the length of contract. So if KD had one year left, and if it was really him or Nash, if that's the like if it was either, I won't resign if Steve Nash is the coach and he had one year left, Steve Nash would be gone. Yes. But you just said star players have leverage. So why yeah. does it matter about the, the length of the contract if they have leverage because, they can even to say those things? Because regardless of if KD is happy or not, he's there for four more years. So the Nets have time. The Nets don't have to rush and do anything. The Nets don't have to make any rash choices like you'd have to do if you only had a year left. And okay. yes, it's like if like if KD had like one year left, and if it was either, and then if, if he was saying it's either me or Nash, then yes, the Nets might have to rush and make a rash choice. Yes. But, okay. Okay. But, but listen here, right? All right. Go ahead. If KD, since he has no leverage, quote unquote, let's say that does happen. And he actually ends up sitting out and he becomes like this unhappy player. He's disgruntled, whatever. And now the Nets that later on would buy into him be unhappy. And then what happens next? Steve Nash is gone. So who really has the power here? Who really has the power here? If you think about it in the long term run. Yeah. But again, that's only if. He has the con. So look, so what you just said would make sense for a situation like right now, where he has four years left, and Steve Nash, he could get fired this year, right? Like we, like we never know. Depends, right? But if Kevin Durant only had one year left, by the time that you fire Steve Nash, it might be too late. Like he might want out because how long it took you to fire Nash. So you automatically would probably lose both of them because now he's like, yo, when I made the ultimatum, you chose Nash. So now that Nash has failed, you want to come back to me? No. And that's how people think about it sometimes. So if anything, you might risk pissing him off. That's like if a girl, okay, that's like if, okay, I'll put it like this. That's like if, like a girl, like you asked out, like a, like a okay, I'll see how I want to put this. Yeah, so put it in nicely. Out, <laughs> we have women watches here. I'm trying to, no, I'm trying to just relate it to like a life sense, okay, right? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. So, Let's say you're dating this girl, right? And you tell her, let's say, okay, because when you're dating, you know, people could date different people. You know, you don't, it's not like you have to stay committed with one person unless that's your boyfriend and girlfriend, right? But when you're going to know somebody, then they can talk to other people, right? Okay, Okay. sure. Now, that's like if you told a girl, it's either me or Will. Let's say like we're both dating the same girl and you had enough of her going back and forth and you're like, it's either me or Will, right? Okay. And then she doesn't make it, and then she doesn't make her choice, right? Okay. But let's say I dump her, right? And then she comes back to you and she's like, okay, like I'll take you serious. Like, no, no, you can't come back now. Because you made your <laughs> choice. You made your choice. So live with your choice. No, no, you put it in the wrong sense. Who are you talking oh, about? That was a good you sense. put it in the wrong sense. That's like saying, right? Okay. That's like, okay. Right. Me going out with this girl, right? Okay. And we have this nice relationship, but she's not my girlfriend. We just have like this 
this bond we that we share together. We have this nice outings, quote unquote, and we go out a lot, pretty much. And now she's like, okay, she wants to be with me in the future, but it's either me, you make me a girlfriend, or we're not together at this point in time, right? So I let it slide. I let it go down the line. Listen, 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 listen. So I, I let the the question. I, I I try to forget about the title stance, quote unquote. And yeah. I let everything slide, and we're still going out. We're still going out. At some point in time, she's gonna be disgruntled because she's like, "Yo, like, what are we doing here? Like, are you making me a girlfriend or not?" Now it comes down to a choice of, "Do I like her enough?" And if I like her enough, she has the leverage of me saying, "Okay, I'm gonna make you my girl because I like you more than what this is." So that's okay. No, yes. Wait, you're making sense, but then by you prolonging it. Right, like you prolonging the process of making her your girlfriend, okay. you risk pissing her off. So then, when you're ready to do it, she's like, "No, fuck out of here!" You're like, "You took too long." Like, no, yeah, like, I'm, I'm prolonging it because of the four the same years. Thing with the Nets and Steve Nash. So if they possibly, so if KD says it's either me or him, and let's say the Nets decide to keep Nash, and then they fire him months later, then KD can say, "You chose him at the time that I gave out tomatoes." So now I don't want to be here, even though he's gone. It's the same thing. It is the same thing, kind of in a way. It is the same thing, kind of in a way. But I'm just saying that either way, KD. I'm I'm even forgetting what we're talking about here, to be honest. Like, Like, bro. (laughs) No, no, off the hook. No, because you're no, because you're trying to say. So the thing that you're trying to say is that. What? Mm -mm. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So the thing that you're trying to say is that. Why is it that well no? So I'm saying why KD doesn't have the power in this situation, but then you were trying to say, well, if they fire Nash later on down the line, then wouldn't that mean that he still had the power? But technically, no, because he wants them to fire him on his terms, not on their terms. His terms mean right now. The next terms might be in six months. We don't know. But he still has the power though. How? Oh, it makes sense now. See, now my, my example makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. So she still had the power because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still liked her. And, like, I'm, I I gave in. Nets will have to give in in the future if they want Katie to stay happy. So if the Nets don't have to give had in. the power Katie? in the past, and he still has it now. He might have it in the future. Okay, well, the Nets have four more years to convince Katie to be happy. So they don't have nothing <laughs> to do right now. So that's all that I'm saying about that. But again, I still do think that KD will be a Brooklyn net come next season. The start of it, at least I can't see him getting traded because obviously there's no trade package that these guys like for him. So I think Katie's going to just suck it up and just run it back. I think maybe he'll get traded next year, possibly, but I think he might end up doing a year in Brooklyn, like one more year just to give at least one year of that contract. Um, Just run it back, bro. But speaking of somebody that he got to run it back with, is Ben Simmons. Now, did you hear about the news um, about way before Ben Simmons and the 76ers, they had that grievance kind of, and they were going to court because remember he wasn't playing in the 76ers. They were finding him. Oh, yeah. um, it's been settled now. So kind of, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, I don't think it's that important if I'm being honest, but well, for Ben Simmons, it's like it is. Cause I'm pretty sure that he got a couple million. He didn't get everything that he probably was owed, but you know, that's what a settlement is. So they came to an agreement and yeah, it's been worked out. Yeah, I mean, I think that everything went out as good as it can have. And, and, like, to be honest, like, Ben Simmons, for me, at this point in time of his career, it's about just, okay, moving on. Yo, like, we did this. Didn't work out. Ended off in kind of bad terms, but still it is what it is. Let's just move on. 
and continue with our lives and livelihood. So Ben Simmons, I'm, I'm surprised that it did kind of work out in that way because I didn't really expect him to get that kind of money, but he got something, so that's still a win for him. And on top of that, the 76ers can have some uh, fresh breath that they have figured everything out and they have settled everything to the point where they feel comfortable moving forward with in the future. So Ben Simmons, 76ers, that marriage is over, but everything so far is looking towards the future and just trying to move on. So I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I like it. Yeah. Now, even though I'm a big Ben Simmons fan and you know that, you know, that's my guy. Why? But because I, I think that Ben Simmons is nice. I, I think, you know, like the nice. versatility that he has in basketball, I think that people like a lot of people forget how good that Ben Simmons is. And like the narrative is, you know, yeah. like he can't score, et cetera. And, but, but everybody praises like, like a Jamal Murray for example. Right. And <laughs> Will you wait, hold on. <laughs> ridiculous. Ridiculous. Were you serious about that? Were you serious? Ben Simmons is a better basketball player than Jamal Murray. Yes. A menace. I'm not even going to get into that, but I'm a menace. Well, look, you don't have to get into it because you don't, because there would be nothing that you can really argue outside of shooting that Jamal Murray does better. Menace. So, I mean, is that factual or not? Bro, because, so, because a player can be better in different categories than another player can, that means he's better than him? Yes, when you're better at the player in more categories and they're better than you at, then that would so be So, is Russell Westbrook a better player than Steph Curry? No. But he rebounds better. Say it again? He, had a better, he has better seasons of passing, right? He's more athletic. Oh, wait. So, are you looking at it from, like, a stats point of view? Well, what else are you saying? He plays better. I mean, he. I mean, defense is kind of debatable, but, like, I think Steph Curry plays better defense. Debatable? Yeah, I think Steph Curry plays better defense. Oh, oh, Steph Curry. I thought you were saying that Jamal Murray might have better defense than Ben Simmons, bro. No, I'm talking about Russell Westbrook and, and, and Stephen Curry. Okay, well, I don't know why we're bringing the debate there. Um, because you opinion, said that more times than not, mm-hmm. players who do better in different categories, who, who do more in, in other categories, are yeah. better than players who don't do. And I'm saying that's not true. Okay, well, that's fair then, because then you could make that case then for uh, for Westbrook, because the stats show that he's better in more categories, which is fair. Yeah. But but the reason that I'd still say Curry, obviously because the eye test, and also Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, and he's a four-time champion. So, like, yeah, I get the stats, but then we're also talking about somebody who's, who's, okay. who's it's, scoring it's- is so much greater than Westbrook's that it like that that makes up for anything else that Westbrook can possibly do. Okay. Now bringing it back to Ben Simmons yeah. and Jamal Murray just really quickly, um, like the reason that you don't want to get into that is because we can even take it from a stats point of view. Ben Jamal Murray does nothing better outside of shoot than Ben Simmons. They and, and right with Ben Simmons not being able to score, can't shoot free throws, can't shoot threes. They still average the same amount. They still average the same amount of points, right? Ben Simmons averages more assists, more rebounds. He's more versatile. He's more valuable. He can guard one through the five, and he can do it well. Jamal Murray is a small guard, and he he's really a one or a two. But you know, in that system, he runs off ball more so because Jokic likes to handle the ball a lot. And yeah, he just he doesn't add as much value to his team as a Ben Simmons does. That's why I think that he's better. I don't think so, to be honest. I think that we have forgotten who Jamar Murray is, and because he's been gone for so long for the injuries that he has accumulated in the past, like you said before about Ben Simmons, and now we forgot. We have forgotten, or maybe you have forgotten, about Jamar Murray and how he was balling out, and I have not forgotten. 
So I just think that we'll have a chance to see this year on who has the better impact because I think it comes down to better impact on the court, and we'll see who helps the team win more games. Yeah, but how is there a comparison? Now, I'm, I'm looking right now. The no only thing that Jamal Murray's ever done in the NBA was make all-second rookie team. Okay, now this is where I'm talking about where the disrespect to Ben Simmons comes in because you can't possibly believe that he's better than Ben Simmons considering that Ben Simmons is a three-time all-star, all-NBA third team, two-time NBA all-defensive first team, NBA rookie of the year, and rookie first team of the – well, all-rookie first team, NBA steals leader. Like, Jamal Murray's done nothing outside of second team for all rookies. So, in my opinion – just because Ben Simmons can't shoot, there's this narrative that he's not that good or he's average. He's not an average player by any stretch of the means. Just because somebody can't shoot does not he's make not him average. average. You're right. Now, I do agree that he should. In my opinion, if you're in the NBA, there should be nothing that you're bad at. That's just how I view it because you're getting paid millions to play basketball. I think you should be working to get better every single off. Like There should be nothing that you can't do when you're getting paid millions of dollars to do it, in my opinion. So... And I obviously know it doesn't work like that because then everybody would be great at everything. And I know that's just not how life works. But I just don't really see no excuses for if you suck at shooting, like how Ben Simmons does. To me, he has no excuses to still not be at least an average shooter. Um, but everything else that he provides you is much better than everything else that Jamal Murray pro- uh, provides you. Like, literally. Mm-hmm. I, 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 like, that, that. that's a good point. You make a yeah. good case. But I just think that it was unfortunate because Jamal Murray was actually developing into that lead guy, a team that has Jokic on the team as well. So he was developing into that guy that would carry this team forward, and he unfortunately got injured in that process. So, But to um, be honest with you, Jamal Shady? Murray isn't even that team's second best player, bro. And if we're being if we're being completely honest, Jamal Murray oh is not the team's second best player. Oh my Michael God. Porter Jr. is that team's second best player. Oh my Jamal gosh. Murray is third. All right. Oh my god. Okay. Right. Maybe you could say that maybe right. because of the injuries and because no. of who has been available, but no. please. Well, no. Well, don't on. forget that Michael Porter also has been unavailable. Like they haven't really played. I don't think they really played that many games together, Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal. No, Murray. they haven't. Yeah, because uh Porter was out basically his whole rookie year, and then Porter missed like a good part of last season as well. But Michael Porter Jr. has more potential than Jamal Murray does. Um, like I think that you see kind of like what Jamal Murray and he's good. But he's just so overhyped, in my opinion. Like, he hasn't done anything. He, like, he's done nothing so far in the league. Uh, I don't think he's overhyped. I think that he just has to get back into shape. And he'll have to follow that Victor Lodipo more where he has to come in and just, like, try and get back into the NBA groove of things. But we'll be reminded of who he is come <laughs> seasons and playoff time, definitely, if he stays healthy. Okay, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think that we'll see who's better. I, I think that you know just deep down that Ben Simmons is more valuable. Nah. <laughs> like, if you of my one, boy Murray, you. Like, if you had to pick one for your team, you're not taking no Jamal Murray if you could have Ben Simmons and they both are healthy. there, There's no way you're taking, a, like, a Jamal well, Murray. Well, I, I would take Ben Simmons because he's, you know, he's less injury prone. So, yeah, no, I would. No, you would take yes. him. But I just, Jamal Murray was healthy. less injury prone, I'm taking Murray. <laughs> There's no way you're taking Jamal Murray over a 6'10 point guard. There's no way that, that you're doing that. That's a dog. There's no right way. There. He's a dog. Huh? It's a dog, okay? Hey, look, man. So, wait. So, so okay. You would say that Jamal Murray is better at what, though? Like, like what would you say? Just, like, shooting? Scoring. Just scoring, being the dog, being the, the wait, 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 wait. of the team. 
the main wait, wait. factor, I think, that can push a team he, when he was healthy. He's never least. been that. He's played with Jokic. He's never been that. So that makes it. He's the played bubble? with Jokic. He's the bubble? Bro, all right, fine. So then, fine. So then, TJ Warren has shown you that he can be that leader and be that dog. Because then, don't forget what he was doing in the bubble then. It wasn't, so fine, a, it wasn't anything compared to Jamal Murray. Stop it. Was um, not anything compared to Jamal Murray. Do I have okay. to read you TJ Warren's bubble stats when he no, averaged 30? Like he was averaging like 35, like 38, great. 53. Jamal Murray was not doing that. Jamal was, Murray had like two explosive games. TJ Warren had like five straight games of over like 40 points. Okay, but about? where did Jamal Murray lead his team to? That's the question. What did he lead his team to? What did TJ Warren lead his team to? Well, All right. Warren, like well, Warren was on the Pacers, and Jamal Murray was on the Nuggets. Now, yeah. where, the, where? Wait. So, where the Nuggets go? Western Conference Finals. And did what? Lost to LeBron James. Okay, they oh, lost. That's, that's not a bad loss in my book. <laughs> a loss is a loss. So, what are we talking about? It is. About? You're right. A loss is a loss. So, it I mean, is. come on now. Like, Still, nah, man. Like Jamal team. Murray. Like, you can't say that he's. But, but you can't say that he's like a leader if he's. Never had to be the leader on that team. He's never been the best player. He's never like he's he played was the Jokic. best player in the bubble for them in that on, on that season. He was. I'm oh. not gonna I'm not gonna say Jokic doesn't deserve his props, but Jamal Murray was definitely the best player in that bubble for the Nuggets, definitely. And I feel like at that point in time, he was developing into a guy that could be like that one A one B punch with Jokic because obviously before it was just Jokic being the leader, right? But do you but, not think? Okay, go ahead. You just got okay. about it. All right, fair enough. But do you not think that it's a stretch to say that he's better at scoring, considering that they both average sixteen points per game? They both like they both average sixteen. He's so, better at scoring. Wait, but how can you say that if if they average the same? So you can say he's better at shooting, like at that aspect of scoring, but better at scoring and they average the same. How does that really add up? Because Ben Simmons, right? Ben Simmons. Had this this seasons or seasons before where he was getting what he wanted in the paint, which is fine. But then as time went on, I saw a decline in how he was able to get his own shots and get to the rim and effectively drive and make buckets. I didn't see the I didn't see that from Jamal Murray. I saw uh exposition of him playing much better basketball as time went on, which is why I do believe he's better at scoring. Okay, so before we move on, you gotta think about what you just said. You got you got you gotta think about what you just said. Okay. So you just said that Ben Simmons, that his scoring declined, right? Yes. But Jamal As Murray's playoffs, scoring, yeah. You know, I the but Jamal Murray's wait, but Jamal Murray's scoring kind of you saw him increase it. Yes, I did. The bubble and time. yet they still both averaged sixteen points for their career. So what I, does that tell you? But no, I'm saying, come on, come on but, but think about I, it. I understand that, but I'm saying yeah. he's still a better scorer in my opinion, though. He's still a better scorer than him. Okay, well, yeah. If he's that much of a better scorer, then he got to average more points than him. I will agree with you. I think that I'd rather have Jamal Murray scoring the ball than Ben Simmons. Yes, I will agree because he can shoot. So for that aspect, I would take like Murray. But listen, I'll give you an example, right? Okay. I think personally that Jid, uh, what's this guy's name? Jalen Brunson is a better scorer than uh, Trey Young. He doesn't what? average more points than him. What? I think so. He, I think his package is better than Trey Young's. I'm not gonna hold you. Hell no. Yes, I'm so serious. I'm not even joking. And you guys, that, nah, you're too. trolling. I'm not even joking. I think Brunson's package is better than Trey Young's, but Trey Young scores more points than he does. That's not, that's fast. I'm not denying that, but his no, package yeah, is way better. You feel me? Nah, there's no way that you think that 
Jalen Brunson is a better score than Trey Young. For real? I think his package is better than Trey Young. I think so. so like, explain Young a bunch of floaters, though. a bunch of quickness to the basket. That's not. I'm not denying that he does that. He can get his own bucket. But I'm saying Brunson's package is better than Trey Young's. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you've seen the way Brunson plays basketball and the way he gets to the rim and the way he deceives these players when he has his one-on-one matchups, I think it's better than Trey Young's package. Now, obviously, he does not shoot better than Trey Young. He doesn't get more points than Trey Young. I'm not denying that. But his package is better than Trey Young's. Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't know about that. Look, you gotta know. look at me. Gotta look at him play. See, no, I didn't see nobody talking about Jalen Brunson this kind of way until the playoffs. Like literally, nobody throughout the regular season. What you never, you've never talked to me about Jalen Brunson. And then after the playoffs, everybody's talking about this guy now. He deserves a hundred million now. And bro, like, no, no I, I don't. <laughs> like Jalen Brunson is a decent player. But, I mean, Jesus, like the way that this guy is just getting over hyped because he had How? a decent playoff run and he played well with, without Luka. I'm going to tell you this right now. Dalen Brunson is on the Knicks and he will flop. He will flop. In what way? He won't live up. Like, when I say flop, it'll be a bad contract. But it already is. They overpaid for him. Well, no. You can't say that it's a bad contract until he plays because now what if he goes crazy? Then it looks like a great contract. But I don't think he'll do that well. He's undersized. He's 6'1". To me, him being somebody that you run your three, like your uh, your team through, is not going to work, in my opinion. Now, I think maybe him as like second or third option, like you saw him in Dallas, I think that's why he looked better because the teams weren't so much focused on him. But the Knicks want him to be a big part of what they do. So I don't think it's going to work. If I'm being honest, I don't like the guy. It, exactly. like, well, no, let me not say I don't like him, but I don't like him as a like I don't like him as a player in terms of how everybody else does. I think he's very overrated. He's not gonna fly, bro. He's not. He's not. And I'm standing by what I'm saying because I like his package. I really do. This guy be look, yo, tweet, no tweet, denying. Has he tweet? Has he? Has he? Yo, no. Look, there's no denying. Wait, but there's no denying that he knows how to get his points, and you know, like we've seen it. No denying that. And yes, yes, he does have a nice package, but not better than Trey Young's. Come on. Okay. What does Trey Young do other than floaters and shoot the ball? What are you saying? Trey Young got handles. Trey Young got handles. Trey Young got handles. Come on. He does. I'm not saying he does it, but them handles is used to either, you know, getting his handles, pull up, or trying to blow past a defender. Yo, Brunson will tween you, tween you, tween you. You feel me? Hezzy, tween you, Hezzy, shoot the ball. Yo, like, stop nah, that you must be. Now, wait, you must be mistaken, Brunson, for that boy, Jordan Poole. Okay, okay, maybe not too much tweening now. he be tweening a lot. Oh, he be tweening a lot. But still, <laughs> though, tween, Brunson tween. has a package. Yo. Wait, I'm wait. telling y'all. Oh, wait, so real quick, who package do you like better, Brunson or Jalen Brown? I mean, whoa, why is it Jalen Brown? Brunson or Jordan Poole? Jordan, mm, Jordan Poole. So would you say that Jordan Poole has a better package than Trey Young? Hell yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! I'm telling you guys! Yes! Bro, listen. Listen, right? Does Giannis have... Let's be honest, right? Does Giannis have a package? Like, is this package like that? No. Oh, okay, but he gets his buckets. Like he, he's unstoppable. He's still my favorite player in the NBA, but he's unstoppable. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other big men who have better packages than Giannis does. That's just, that's facts. That's just like facts. Bam. Like Pascal Siakam has a better package than Giannis. I, that's facts. Yeah. Yes. Fair enough. Like Bam. Yes, like Bam has a better package than, than Giannis, but he does. He's not more dominant than he is. That's just what it is. I right, look. That's fair enough, actually, and that's actually a good point to uh, end that debate on because you're losing me now. I don't know if I'm gonna go with you on that though. You know what I'm saying? Because Trey Young got you know Trey Young got his buckets, and Trey Young is I think smaller than Brunson as well. I think isn't Trey Young only like six foot? Brunson, I mean six foot six one. Because Brunson's six foot, Trey like yeah, I mean well yeah, probably the same height. But they yeah, they both small guards, and I would agree with you. But to me, Brunson's gonna flop in New York, but we'll see. I think so. Wait, wait. So what would be considered a success in New York for Brunson for you? I'm talking about like averaging points wise or what? Uh I think it's a bit of both, like okay, points okay. wise um, and team performance wise. So I think that's gonna take some time for him to develop into the main guy, but I think he'll do that as time goes on within the next He'll season. never be the main guy. Huh? He'll never be the main guy. RJ Barrett's there. Will, bro. I think he will develop into RJ Barrett's there, bro. Who? RJ Barrett will be the main guy in the Okay, York. okay, okay. That's fine. But I think yeah, that yeah. when it comes down to like the, the tough shots and the clutch moments, they'll find ways to get Brunson the ball more. That's what I think will happen. No. I think that Brunson will get his opportunities, but I think RJ Barrett will get more of his opportunities. Well, once Brunson proves of why he is the main guy, he'll get those opportunities more than But RJ ceiling is higher than what Brunson is. It is. Like but Brunson what, is like Brunson is to me is the finished player. Like he's not gonna get much better than what he is. Like in my what? opinion, now nah, I think Brunson is what he is. That's because you think he's gonna flop, but I think that he has a higher ceiling than that. It's not as yeah, high as Barrett's, but he has a higher yeah. ceiling that he could explode this year. You never know. Like I think Brunson will probably go there. I think he'll average like fifteen and like six assists. Something nah, just like something I, like I that. Think averaging eighteen and maybe like three assists. Okay. So a success to me would be his stats have to be respectable and the Knicks have to win one one playoff series. Ooh. I'm not sure if the Knicks are good enough to make the playoffs anyway. Then why would you give him 100 million? If he's not good enough to get you to the playoffs and good enough for you to compete in the playoffs, then why would you give him 100 million? Well, it was overpaid like I said before, it was an overpaid it's contract. A flop. Then 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 automatically the contract's a flop then because <laughs> But that's not the- his fault. <laughs> no, it's not no, it's not his fault. But then it is his fault because then get better, be better. Like if you can't lead this team to to a competitive playoff series, then oh, you just prove that you were nah. a waste of money. Come on, nah. The Knicks, Come on now. Because the Knicks, yes, because the Knicks believed in you, and then you didn't deliver. The no, Knicks didn't give this guy. Is. The Knicks did not give this guy a hundred million for them to come in tenth place. They didn't do that, bro. Bad teams overpay for players. That's just what it is. And Brunson is not that kind of player like a Tatum or any of these other young stars that can lift the organization up. No, I understand that. But, right? but what you're not accounting for is that the Knicks already have some solid pieces there. The Knicks, sh- come What's on solid now. pieces? Bro, like RJ Barrett. That's solid. it. That's it. What do you mean that's it? That's it. RJ is solid. Obi Toppin is solid. Overrated. No, how's he overrated? He barely what? How's he overrated? Nobody, he's rated properly. He's a good young player. He's a no, these Knicks fans be overrating the hell out of these players. The same way that you do it with your Miami Heat. That's what all fan bases do. No, I don't. But in a but in a general NBA sense, Obi Toppin's not overrated. Nobody, what he's he he's just rated fairly. Like he's fairly rated. Nah, they don't have a single starter on that team to me, except for RJ Barrett and obviously Brunson. 
And Mitchell Robinson? And, 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 and probably Mitchell Robinson, yes. Like you said, yeah, Mitchell Robinson. So three out of the five starting players then. But you're talking about the team, though. You're talking about lifting a team up to win a series. No, but no, but that, no, but that's my thing. He can't do it because he's not that good. But what I'm saying is the Knicks did not give him 100 mil to at least not make the playoffs. The expectation for the Knicks, nobody's expecting them to win. Nobody is expecting them to go get a ring. But it's to make the playoffs. If you adding Jalen Brunson and you cannot make the playoffs, then why didn't you just save that money for somebody else that can come along and get you there? Why give that money to them? This is what they're going to do. They're going to overpay for players like Brunson. And Brunson's a good player, so I get it. You want to add good Good players to your terrible franchise, but they're going to overpay for guys Uh, like him. And no one as good as Brunson or even better is going to come to the Knicks at at this point in time. You even see them struggling to get Donovan Mitchell. It's not going to happen. That's but why. That's, wait, but that but that doesn't correlate because we have to trade for Mitchell. Mitchell's not a free agent that you have to You're convince. Right, you have to but trade it, for him. it's tough to do that deal anyway, though. Like, I'm yeah, saying, I don't necessarily it's not agree. Easy to get star players to this to these teams like the Knicks. It's not. Yeah. So then, why go get Jalen Brunson? Because he's a good player, and as a franchise that needs help, you need some good players on your team. So getting him is a good step. But to get that good player, he knows. Everyone else knows. That you're gonna have to overpay for him to come to the team. That's just what it is. Okay, That's so what was the New York Knicks? So, like, where did the Knicks finish last season? Let me see some. They were tenth last year. So uh, yeah. the New York Knicks, they thirty-seven and forty-five. What seed was that? I don't even know what seed that was. Um, hold on, let me see. Yeah, doesn't matter though. Well, yes, because you adding Jalen Brunson. You've kept that core of players together, so you have to go up from there. So if, if they finish 10th, they should be aiming anywhere from 7th. Like, come on now. Because if yeah, you added him to a core that finished 10th, you just paid him $100 million. So now you can't finish 10th again or lower than that. You're right. But the other okay. teams in the East who were bottom tier last year also revamped. They look good too, which is why right, I fair enough, them fair enough, fair enough. Now – Look, man, talk to me about Jalen Brown, because according to some reports, Jalen Brown has some fans in the Miami Heat front office. And as he should, because Jalen Brown's a nice, like, he's a, yo, he's tough. Like, he's tough. He's a very, he's a, he's a very solid player. So uh, tell me, as a Heat fan, what do you think about the Miami Heat being admirers of Jalen Brown? I think it's nice. I mean, you always, always want to admire great players, right? I mean, good players. I don't think he's a great player, but yeah, good players. Great. You know, Jalen Brown is on his way. He's developing nicely. And the Celtics made a good point and a good decision in trying to get him and developing him and making sure that he's a focal point of this franchise moving forward. And he has done just that. Now, I've also heard reports that they admire him more than Donovan Mitchell. Let's calm down. I agree. Let's calm down. Let's calm down. I agree. Stop it. I agree. I know what people may say. Brown plays better defense. Brown's also as good of a scorer, maybe. But nah, again, not the score, but Donovan Mitchell is not that much better to score, but Mitchell is a better score. Not that better of a score. I, I wouldn't say that much better. Like, as in, like, Mitchell is better, but I don't think that he blows Brown out in terms of scoring. But Mitchell is better, yes. Okay. Well, either way, Brown has that dog in him. I will not discount that, but Mitchell has that dog in him, if you know now, what I mean. Now, wait, hold on. He has hold that all like, He has led a team. Hold on. You feel me? Without no help. But led them where? I mean, he's not. I mean, listen, the, the Jazz had their flaws of blowing big leads, but 
either way, he has led that team constantly to being in those situations. Brown has had the help of Jason Tatum, which if he were to come with the Heat, he would have that help of Jimmy Butler. So it kind of be the same thing, I guess you could say. Who was but the best player in last year's finals. Excuse me? For the Celtics. Who was the best player for the Celtics that whole series? Jalen Brown. Okay. Yeah. What is actually you could say that Jalen Brown was arguably that him and Tatum that it was pretty equal throughout the entire playoffs of who the best player on that team was. Mm, no. You know, you can make the argument for either or. Come on no, now. Be, no, because when the Celtics faced elimination against the Bucks, Tatum went off. Went off against them, and he went off in the first series against the Nets. No. As did Brown. You're, but no. I mean, Tatum had no, a bigger impact. And also, when the elimination came down the pack, no, went you're off. thinking of the wrong player. You're thinking of Grant Williams, that Bucks game. No, he, no, 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 no. Grant I'm talking Williams? about the road. I'm talking about the road games where – where Tatum had to win against the Bucks in the on the road, and obviously, you know, he did his thing too. But Brown has struggled a lot too. Don't forget about that. Brown has had some no, of course, uh, no, of course he has. But you're telling me, so if you're the Miami Heat, you would rather trade for Donovan Mitchell over Jalen Brown? Yes. Nah, you're bugging. You're yes. bugging. I'm taking Mitchell. I mean, whoa! I just said Mitchell. I'm taking. Yes, uh, you are. Yes, I'm you taking are. Brown on that. I'm yes, taking you Brown. Are. There's no way that if I'm the Miami Heat and if both players are available. I'm going after Mitchell. No. Well, okay. Let me let me say this, right? I would want Mitchell as a player, but obviously I know that getting Jalen Brown would be much less of, you know, cost and efficiency, right? We would have to get him at a cheaper price than what we would get for Donovan Mitchell because Mitchell is just a better player, right? And also he fits the system a bit better because he plays better defense, so it wouldn't be bad. But I'm just saying that I want Mitchell, though. I want Mitchell over Brown. That's a fact. Like, I think he's a better – I think he could be an, a great asset to this team – he can help us get to that point that we haven't gotten to since 2020. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, bro. I don't think that Donovan Mitchell is better than Jalen Brown. I don't think, so. like, on my team, to have as my shooting guard, I'm taking Brown. <sighs> Mitchell is undersized. He's terrible on defense. He chokes in the playoffs. He chokes in the playoffs? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Don't talk to me about the points per game. Because when I say choke, I'm talking about you're not good enough to lead your team to wins. I don't care if you drop 50 points per game. Y'all still lose. So, what? 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 Wait, what? who is he playing with? Mike Conley, who works in the playoffs? Rudy Gobert, who has no offensive package? Everybody in- injured. No, I'm not hearing that. One year. The reason that Bobby I'm not hearing that. Year. No, Bill wait. Clarkson, six man no, of the year, but he's not, he's not a second scorer for that team. No, like the reason no that I'm depth. not hearing that, the reason that I'm not hearing that is because what? these guys do well almost every single regular season. So to me, when it comes to the playoffs now, don't give me no excuses when over 82 games you were you like you looked really good. Now you come to the playoffs when it really matters and you suck. There's no excuses. And Mitchell is a big part of that because he gets praise when they do well. So now I'm gonna equally criticize him when they suck. Mitchell can't lead a team nowhere. He can't. He really criticize anybody. Nope, not Mitchell. Not my guy. Okay. Does well, not he, he he does I'm not saying he does not share some of the blame, but to equally criticize him is a stretch, bro. It's a big Okay. Stretch. When things go well for the Jazz, who gets all the praise? It's the 3 and D. I mean, it's the three-point ball. That's what gets the praise. No, <laughs> it's Mitchell, right? Mitchell gets Yes, it's Mitchell. He gets more of the blame. I mean, he gets more of the share because he does produce the most. Okay. And then when you fail, I'm gonna equally criticize you like no. you do when like when like when you no. get praised. So you're saying 
Just praise him, praise him, praise him, but don't really criticize him. I'm saying praise him for what the context is. So if he, if he does really well and they win, it was his catalyst and his effort that caused him to win the game. If they lose, he does really well, but they lose. Obviously, he should not deserve some of the blame, or he, he should not deserve most of the blame or equal the blame compared to when they lose. Who's the leader of that team? Who's the leader of that team? Mitchell is. If you fail as the leader, who gets criticized? Oh, my God. If you're a manager at work, and if you're managing five guys, and let's say they're not doing their jobs properly, who does the big boss come down to to ask what's going on? Oh you, because you're the manager. It's not the same thing. Yes, it it's is. Not... If Mitchell is the, the leader thing. of that team, if you fail, then you get the most criticism because you are the leader. Yes. Uh, it, should, it shouldn't be. Not, not, it shouldn't be because no, yes, say no. it's a team sport and these no. guys play together. Bro. He, Bro, he didn't have the squad up? that was adequate enough to make it into the big moments of the NBA playoffs. That's what it is. No, we can't criticize Damian Lillard because, you know, he got swept in the finals. He didn't really play that well either, but if he did play well, then obviously we would say that he has no help on his team, right? So what's the same thing with Mitchell here? Okay, the same thing is that's what comes along with being the leader. Now, if Mitchell was not the best player on, like on that team, and if he wasn't the leader, and let's say he was outproducing, but the veterans or the players who are seen as the leaders were not, that's different. But when you're the leader, when you're the captain – or as what they say, the bus driver, if anything goes wrong, that's your fault. Bro, you take a big part of that because so, if you're driving the bus, okay, okay, and if the bus crashes, you were the head of the bus. Like, you were driving it. You're right. But, okay, let me, but if you're driving the bus, how far can you get if your wheels are, are, are trash, your engine is trash, the seats are torn apart? You feel me? Like, come on but now. Crazy. But the reason why that's BS, bro, is because, again, the Utah Jazz were basically the regular season champions, like, almost every year. Like, no, second seed. Not. It was one first. year. Bro, didn't they come, like, first one year and then second, like, next year or something? Like, bro, like, they finished high basically every season. So there's no excuses when come playoff time, now you say that he has no help. Because if you're saying that he has no help in playoff time, then you're saying that he had no help the entire season, but then they oh, finished well, first season. It's different. Third though, season. It's different. So then, where the whole roster you're utilizing? You're using eight man rotations, six man rotations in the playoffs. It's different. Okay, fine. So then, why are you switching up what's worked then? Because you, what, what do you mean you can't play ten guys in the playoffs? That's just not going to work. You got to play the but best it, guys. Wait, wait. But if it worked, games. But if it worked during the regular season, and you guys always choke in the playoffs, why not switch it up then? Why not go back to what worked in in the regular season? What? That's not how it goes. You can't you can't trust these big guys. I mean, these guys who were rotational players in big moments like that. You just okay. Can't. Wait, but then you were able to trust them when you were trying to become the high seed that you were. So you can trust them to get there, but you can't trust them when you get there. That makes sense. You can't trust them when when it comes. No, it, it makes perfect sense. Okay. You can't trust them when it comes to the big moments. You could trust them to win games in the NBA regular season. But when it comes down to who's going to help us win these key games, because every game is now important. So we can't play these guys, even though they've helped us got to this point. Let me tell you something. Like, did he have a deep squad? Had a deep squad last year. Okay. It was 10-man deep. But we still ran six players, seven players. It didn't matter. Nothing Your team's not as deep as you think that it is, my guy. Your team's not as deep as you think that it is. It's it's not. Well, how about it with COVID and all these things that, that the NBA went through with, with – 
you know, all the teams that had COVID and everything like that, how were we still able to be the number one seed? How many get? But how many of your players were out with injuries or COVID? What the heck? Really... Kyle, Kyle Lowry, listen, Kyle Lowry was, was out for a Kyle Lowry's not a big part of your team. The Miami Heat would do well if Kyle Lowry left. Like, yes, like, like Kyle Lowry's not the difference maker of you guys doing anything. This it, we're not talking about the impact. We're talking about the players who are no, gone. What are you bringing them up for? Kyle nobody, Lowry was gone. Nobody important missed significant. They might have was gone. Butler was injured sometimes here and Wait, there. Who, it was who, a bunch who, of these who, rotational who? players that was so deep in the squad that helped us win games. So that's why you can utilize these teams and your these squads not that deep, my in guy. these situations. Your, your squad's Same thing not for the Jazz. Deep. They had deep squads at that point in time. But when it came to the playoffs, you can't utilize that deep squad. You just can't. It's a luxury to have the deep squad. If your players who have at, the, at your disposal are not playing well, that's perfect. But they have to trust the big players and the big names when it comes down to it, which is why Mitchell should not deserve the blame or equal or as much if they lose games. It makes no okay, sense. Okay, fine. Then don't criticize. No, okay, fine. So then don't praise him when things go well. If you can't I, I win do. him when things go wrong, then don't blame him. Then don't give him praise when things go well. Like yes, you can't. Like I'll, I'll praise LeBron James for getting the Cavaliers to the finals, but I can't. I can't discredit him because they got swept. Like obviously, it's still a, a it's still blame that's shared for him, but they got swept. Look who he took there. Jalen Brown's better than Donovan Mitchell. Like you're only thinking about one side of the ball. Like you're like you're only thinking about scoring. Like that's the only thing that no. you're thinking about right now is scoring. What else does he do better? I think about impact on the game. Impact. What else? That's does what he do I better? think about. What impact. else does he do better? What is he? It's not about what he does better. Impact. Like I said before, Trey Young has a better impact than Brunson, but Brunson's a better scorer, better package player. I tell impact you what, for, them, for the Miami Heat, Jalen Brown would be a better fit for the Miami Heat than Donovan Mitchell would be. Donovan Mitchell is I undersized. Donovan Mitchell plays no defense and he gets bullied. Jalen Brown, like to me, obviously Mitchell is a better scorer. I don't think that Mitchell is that much better of a scorer than Brown is. I think obviously he is better. But I don't think it's night and day difference. Uh, Brown is also good off ball. Mitchell dominates a lot of the ball. So, in my opinion, I think Jalen Brown can go to more teams and be successful than if you take Mitchell out of Utah, he'd be successful. Because yeah. now, if you take Mitchell out of Utah, you, you have to – like the Miami Heat can't play the same way and have Mitchell there. You can't. Like, Obviously you have to – Exactly. But Jalen Brown, you can add him there and still play the same way. Mitchell disrupts anything that any team gets him. You you have to alter how you do everything to fit him. Not everything now. Yeah, Not really everything. everything. Like you have to change Not your defensive teams. You have to change up your offense because he has to have the ball a majority of the time. So you, like that changes up a lot. Like everything. Be- nah, then- nah. You, you're making it seem like it's a bad thing. It is. No, it's not. For what the Utah no, Jazz not. want for him, like it is. The Utah Jazz want too much for him. So, yes, I'm going to criticize him heavily because he's being treated like a megastar, and, and he's not. He's an option one for uh, most teams in the NBA. Yeah, the same way that Russell Westbrook is. Not if you want to win. No. Yeah. No, like, not. if you're fine with, no, you know, not. the flashy plays. No, But come playoff time, we're, like – Where's his team that he's the leader of? Westbrook is not an option one. Stop it. And what? you can't compare Westbrook option one to Donovan Mitchell option one. No. What I'm saying is, in my opinion, Mitchell, and I'll say the same thing that I said about Westbrook. I don't think that Donovan Mitchell will win an NBA final being the number one option. I, I don't think that he will. 
be number one option? No. Maybe number two. Number one, I don't see it. Because I mean, he's had his... Because, like, he's had... Huh? It depends on the team. Yeah, but I think Utah, again, they've been so good during the regular season, and they've generally been knocked out by lower seeds. And to me, there's no excuse for that. And I get it. Come the playoffs, Mitchell gets his stats. I mean, you know, Mitchell scores a lot of points. But it's not conducive of winning basketball for them. So... In my opinion, I don't think that he can do it as a number one option because he's had his chances to do it as a number one option. Eh, fair enough. Yeah. But look, talk to me, though, about the NBA Christmas schedule. I'm upset. Why, why are you upset? Hold I on, am very much up. upset. Wait, 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 wait. Please, read me the, please, please read me the, the, the NBA teams that are playing that day, please. All right. Bucks at Celtics. Mm. Sixers at Knicks. Mm. Suns at Nuggets. Mm. Lakers at Mavs. Grizzlies at Warriors. Hmm. Now, what I want to ask hmm. you, is, which matchup are you most excited to watch? None of them. Bump that. None of them. Right. I'll tell you why. Because I don't understand every freaking year, every freaking year, the disrespect for the Miami Heat is unmatched. Unmatched. I mean, seriously, the number one seeded team in the East last year, does not get an NBA's Christmas Day fine. I mean, like parents, like seriously, what is going on here? Oh, because the Knicks get Jalen Brunson. Oh, uh, yeah, Brunson on the team. He's now going to make them marketable to be watched on Christmas Day. The Nuggets got bounced out in five against the Warriors. Oh, now they're all of a sudden a great team to watch. Really? What's going on here? Come on now. I get it. The Celtics is fine. Bucks is fine. The Lakers, even though they play terrible, I get it. It's fine. But, like, let's be honest here, people. Seriously, you cannot continue to, to just do this to great teams such as the Miami Heat. Let me tell you what would have happened, right? I would have actually – I, I would have vouched for a Pelicans and Suns finals. I mean, not finals, but a Suns and Pelicans match on Christmas Day. That would have been more exciting to me considering how things have went with the playoffs and whatnot – and Zion Williamson coming back into the fold, that would have been more exciting than watching the Suns and who? Oh, like, are you asking me? Yeah, Suns and who? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was, uh, Suns and Nuggets. Suns and Nuggets. What the? God, please, stop it. Well, listen, this is, why I, listen down. Even though, but this is why I wanted it, right? Yeah. I wanted Bucks and – I wanted Nets and 76ers. That's one. I wanted the Miami Heat and the Celtics game seven. Last year, like that means nothing to you guys. Seriously, the Warriors and Grizzlies is fine. I'll give you that, right? The Lakers and Mavs. I'm not sure what the hell that was. I'm not sure what the heck that. Yeah, like, was. I didn't do like Lakers and like Bucks. Lakers and Bucks is fine. That's yeah. fine because you got to have the Bucks in there. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe you put the Mavs and another one of these other teams, like the maybe the Hawks, whatever. I don't. I don't know. But the point is, is that the disrespect is is unmatched. Seriously. And the NBA usually does a great job of these Christmas Day schedules. But this year, I, I'm not liking it. I'm not feeling now, it. Hey, now, hold on. Now, don't the Knicks usually play on Christmas, though? I swear that I usually see them on Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. They usually do. But, I mean, in the past couple of years, it's been good storylines. Knicks and Hawks. But it's – like, it, like, it, like it's so, so it's sort of similar to, like, how the NFL forces the Lions on you on Thanksgiving. 
It's not it's not that similar because I feel like the Knicks don't really have a Christmas Day game every year. I could be every mistaken. Year, okay. I haven't really been paying attention, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could be mistaken as well. Like that's just what it feels like. I see them like all the time on Christmas. Um, but I think that you're just mad about the wrong team not being there. I mean, yes, I, I am. Yes, no, no, no. I said no. I said, no, yes, and you are because as I said, you're mad about the wrong team not being there, and not that's the, the future NBA champions, the Nets. No, I mean, no, you know, how Nets. is a team that's gonna have Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and KD running it back not make Christmas when they're gonna be the best team in the East and they will win a chip next year? How the <laughs> hell are they not there? Now, to me, that's just blasphemous because, like, clearly the NBA they do think that there will be a big change. Coming to that because if the Nets were going to stay together, there's no doubt in my mind that the Nets wouldn't have been there on Christmas. But the NBA is probably thinking, well, we don't know what's going to happen, so let's not risk it before we end up, you know, like making like the Nets play and they and then they're like a rebuilding team. Uh, now, what I will say with the Knicks, bro, I'm not gonna lie, the Knicks are just a bigger team. The no, Knicks, they're not. Yes, they are. No, the I have, looked it up. I looked it up. They have up? the most. The voter fans, quote unquote, but we have a bigger franchise than them, a bigger fan base. That's what it is. We were fourth wow. last year in attendance, and overall, we have a bigger fan a fan base than they do. Like I looked it up already. The Knicks are like 18th, fifth. No, they're like top ten. I'm bugging, but like, like they're not higher than Miami. Like, where did you look that up at? Huh? Like what website was that? Did you look? That I up forgot on? what it was, but I, I did more research. And I looked it up on multiple websites. The Knicks were not higher than the Miami Heat in any one of them. But they are the were. Knicks not more marketable than the, than the Miami Heat? They're in New York City, bro. Like I the Knicks are more, which is why they're top ten, but they're not higher than the Miami Heat. Wait, not, for attendance or for marketability? No, for market, not for marketability, for fan base, like the, the amount of followers. All right, that they well, have. then that's what it's about. That's what it's about the marketability side of it. Like they feel like they can market this game more. You know, New York is bigger than Miami. Like it, it's just, and plus, let's be real. I think the Knicks, social media wise get more clicks than the Heat. Because I think the Knicks are, like, one of those teams that everybody likes to make fun of, you know, like, everybody likes to get on them. I never really see the Miami Heat, like, trending, like, on Twitter, like, ever like that. But I see, like, the Knicks trending on Twitter sometimes and stuff. So, to me, I, I think that it's just because, of like, that aspect of it. Now, I agree with you. Jalen Brunson should even be good enough to be playing on TNT. He doesn't make the Knicks that good. So, for him to be getting a Christmas game, I don't think it's because of him. I just think it's because of the marketability that comes with the New York Knicks. It's not like I like I'm pretty sure that more overseas people would know the New York Knicks over the over like the Miami Heat. Just like let's say the casual guy that doesn't really watch basketball, he probably would know the New York Knicks over the Miami Heat. Not based off the stats. No, you're talking That's about the like, No, but you're talking about attendance. I'm talking I'm about not talking about attendance. I'm talking about fan base. I didn't say attendance. I'm talking about fan base. You just said that you guys were top three in like attendance or something. Yeah, I was adding on to the list of why we should be on Christmas Day, but we are still a bigger fan base than they are. I could be wrong. The sources could be lying to me, but from what I saw, I mean, I don't know. From what I I saw, we have a bigger fan base than the New York Knicks. All right, look, let's just prove it right now. Real quick, let's prove it right now. All right, fine. Let me see how many Instagram followers do the Knicks have. Let's like let's just do it that way. Let's see who has Knicks have 3.3 million. Low-key, okay. the Miami Heat should, should have more. I'll, like, and I would think so from like when like LeBron was there. Miami Heat has 5.8 on Instagram. Like, come on. That's fair come enough. Come on. 
Fair enough. Now, what I will say though is listen, listen, hold on. I have a list right here too. Hold on, wait. Right? Hold on, wait. The Miami okay. Heat made a post. Okay. Hold on. Let me not go for that far back. But Bro. the Miami Heat, they made a post one day ago. Only so 5.8 million followers, only 24k likes. Right now, hold on, wait, hold on, hold on. Oh my gosh, hold on. Okay, the Knicks posted Jalen Brunson one day ago, 31k likes. Now, let me not use Brunson because he's a new player that could boost the engagement a little bit, right? So, let's use this picture of RJ Barrett three so three days ago, 14k likes. So like, what's going I mean, on here? Both the engagement suck. I- I'm not gonna lie. Like it both makes the no sense. The, okay, I have the list right here. Right, the Lakers, okay, right. obviously the biggest franchise, 22 million fans. Right, the Miami Heat at three, 15 million fans. The Knicks don't come in on this list until about what? Freaking! I'm I'm still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. The Oklahoma City Thunder have more fans than the Knicks, bro. Nah, Come that's on. Cap. That's cap. That's cap. That's Yo, cap. it's right here. Knicks have 5.9 million fans, bro. Come that's on, cap. son. That's Come cap. on. That's cap. Come on. Oh Come on. That's cap. This was made there's in 2020. No this was made in this was made two years ago, bro. Come on. Nah, there's I'm no not way. Sure it's that. that much drastically since then. Come on. Like, get with the program. Nah, there's the no program, way that the Oklahoma City Thunder have more fans than the New York Knicks. They I do. <laughs> they do. They do, bro. Uh, well, where's the Nets on, on that list? Don't even, don't, even, don't even ask you. Brooklyn is not a marketable franchise, bro. It's not. Like, what? It's not. Brooklyn is a very marketable franchise. <clears throat> bro, you guys not even top 25, bro. Stop playing. Well, I mean, we just moved to Brooklyn only, what, like eight years ago? Okay, yeah. So that's why you guys are not a Mark Rubber franchise. That's what it is. That's why not. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. Yo, let's just end it off here, man. Look, we had the Zion topic, but now that I'm thinking about it, that shit's dumb. I mean, like, do you have anything that you want to say about Zion, per se? I mean, you know, he gave that interview with GQ, talking about, you know, something about Naruto. I'm just like, bro, what the hell? Like, <laughs> what is this guy talking about? What is he talking about, bro? Now, let me ask you this, though. <laughs> what are your expectations for the Pelicans and Zion Williamson next year? <clears throat> Listen, man, I've said it before in the past. Like, the Pelicans, to me, have little to no holes. I think that that's kind of crazy to say it, as it sounds. But considering how they played last year and considering who is at disposal of the head coach right now for the Pelicans, they have a great team moving forward. And I would be shocked if they don't make the playoffs. That's one. And two if they don't make any noise come playoff time. This team is ready to pounce and be a big factor and a big thorn in, in any, to any team's butt in the Western Conference next season. And I think that Zion Williamson will help out with that cause. So, yes, they're going to be probably competing for, like, for me personally, probably for that fifth, sixth seed. And then come playoff time, they're going to show people why they're young, energetic, and they have a great fan base too. So I expect Zion to dominate next year. That's actually very fair. Fifth, sixth. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at the teams that would be better than them. Last year, they came eighth. I think possibly the Clippers will be better than them. Mm-hmm. I think the Timberwolves would be better than them. Possibly. I think they'll the be Nuggets. on the same level, actually. I'm not sure about the Timberwolves. Nah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. You can that's equal. Okay, fair. Uh, then you also have – I think that the Utah Jazz will drop from fifth. They will yes. drop. And I think that the Mavs – won't be better than them, but the Mavs were fourth. I think that the Mavs and Jazz, who were fourth and fifth respectively last season, I think that they'll drop. Yes. 
Um, Mavs will still make the playoffs, I think, but they won't be fourth. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think fifth, sixth, I, I think that's a good target for the Pelicans. And I think that the Pelicans definitely have to try to win a playoff series again um, next season because they still are a young team. And, you know, they were good without Zion last year. So adding Zion, it can't hurt. Now, the only thing that I'm just kind of a little iffy about is with Zion coming back, how is that going to affect Brandon Ingram? Yes. Who's been, like who's been their best player. And Brandon Ingram's shown that he can, you know, be a good number one option. So now who's number one? Is it going to be Zion or is it going to be Brandon Ingram? And I think that it would probably be Zion. The Pelicans would more so look towards because, you know, of what he was billed as when he was drafted, you know, and it's a good, like, it's a good problem to have if you're the Pelicans, basically. It is. I I would still lean towards Brandon Ingram because he has done it in the playoff time for this team more so. So, and you can't forget about CJ McCollum too. So we got to see how that's going to work out, but Zion's coming back. He has to work his way back into shape. That's one. And two, he has to work his way back into the team and chemistry. So he'll have to, you know, find the kinks with that. So I don't really think he's going to be the one option coming out. Definitely not. Yeah. And um, I forgot about CJ McCollum. I'm not going to lie. I forgot about him. But I don't really think that it's going to affect CJ too much because he's not, not an on-the-ball player anyways. Yeah, I think that he'll still average his, like, 19, 18, or 20, something around there. I think that, like, they'll have three players that I think, you know, I think Zion will probably lead that team in scoring because I think that he like he'll be more of like an like he'll be more of an efficient scorer. You know, he gets most of his buckets closer. So I, I can see him maybe like leading the team in scoring. But I think Zion will probably have like 24 points per game. I can see Ingram being like 22. I can see McCullum like at 19, 18. I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see like what they do next season. You know, I, I the jury's still out, in my opinion, on Zion, though. I think that he is a good player. Again, I think that John Morant would have been the better pick for them. But he has to stay healthy. The guy has to stay healthy. He has to stay in shape. And he has to be able to maintain a whole season because it's, you know, it's been unacceptable so far, uh, the amount of injuries that the guy has had. And I, I'm guessing that now he's in shape. But, you know, even the fact that people were even talking about your conditioning to me is an issue as a number one pick. Like, you shouldn't – like, that should be the, the last thing. Even if you suck on the court, you should at least be in, like, a good fitness state. Like, that's the least you can do. Yeah. So, yeah, in my opinion, I think fifth, sixth, I will agree with you. Yeah, indeed. All right, all right. Yo, fantastic show, my guy. Let's end this oh, off, yeah. man. Do you have anything that you want to say before we end it? Yeah, man. Like, I know people are so excited to – to get Steve Day Smith back on first take. Forget all that nonsense, right? You're getting game breakers here, okay? Game breakers with your boy Eddie and Willie breaking down the game. You feel me? So that's all I got to say. All right, guys. Yo, we'll catch you guys on Wednesday. We're going.